0: Brittany Ross and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Blentgen and I play the pipe. And together we are Fiddle and Pipe, two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in.
1: Uh, what book are we talking about again?
2: Yeah, can I re- go read it real quick?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a, let me go get the book.
0: Ugh. All right, <laughs> is everyone recording? Yeah yay so after all the problems that we had what problems oh uh one of our guests was late
1: which one was that i don't know which one that was
0: Uh, i don't know uh what's his name Catherine. what's his name his
3: matt richards matthew alexander richards
0: oh that guy uh
1: i hate him so obnoxious
0: <laughs> we cater our times to him and then he's late it's i just...
1: can't even with people like that oh, i know classic matt classic matt what a, what a matt <laughs> am i right
0: <laughs> what a matt move uh and then <laughs> technology errors with again our star of this episode matt richards <laughs> and Catherine's computer
1: well to be fair Everybody, everybody seems to be having
0: some kind of a... Rainer and I were fine. We were like chatting up a storm. (laughs) For
2: once, for once, I am not having technical difficulties.
0: All right, well, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Fiddle and Pipe. I am Brittany Ross, Catherine Flincham over in Denver. Hello. With a computer that works, Mm -hmm. thank God. Yeah, (laughs) thankfully. Barely. That luscious voice you just heard was Mr. Rainer Slay of A Concrete Supergun. And we also have Matt Richards from Mmm Conversations.
1: <laughs> mm, tasty, nutritious, delicious.
0: What book are we talking about? Conversation. <laughs> uh today. Noon? New uh, moon. New moon? What is that about moons? The old moon. <laughs> the moon cycle. It's the sequel to Good Night Moon.
1: It's about space.
0: Good. Night. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> I don't know. Reading this right off of finishing Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm just like, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> okay, about this.
1: It is literally. It's the. Se- it's the sequel to that, though.
0: I wrote like a list
3: right now of like the fucking parallels. Me too. Of this book. Oh my God. I mean, we'll get to it, but like, I was reading it.
1: I'm sure the list was as long as the book <sighs> itself.
3: I mean, my notes are pretty lengthy. Yeah,
1: it's quite, quite mm-hmm. I That does not surprise me at all. You
0: mean girthy.
1: <laughs> That's nasty. It's
0: a hefty <laughs> word.
3: That's
1: nasty. Ew,
3: yeah. But like, For real, the parallels are there, and I'm like, this is so annoying, because I was taking notes over these chapters that we're gonna discuss, and we just finished Fifty Shades, we just finished recording it, and I'm like, oh my god, this book. Okay, E.L. James has no creativity whatsoever. I can't believe that series made so
0: much money. It makes me sick, because (laughs) it's not- It makes me sad that I can't do the same thing.
1: Wait, but did you read her new book Is it yet?
0: the one with
3: Christian Grey's perspective or is it the other Oh, I, I...
1: No, it's the one about the mister yeah. who's like a bitch <laughs> dude. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've heard that's a bad book as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
3: I heard it's bad too. Yeah. There's a guy that like reviewed it on YouTube and it's amazing.
1: <laughs> is it is it Dominic Noble? Was that the one you're talking about?
3: Let me find him on my YouTube channel cuz I need to like look in the May browser.
0: Rainer's putting it on his to read list mm-hmm. on Goodreads.
1: But for, from the sound <laughs> of it, from the sound of it, she still doesn't understand how yeah. consent works. So you know,
0: that's what I've heard. That a lot of the same romance dynamic is still there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to use. I guess <laughs> sexual dynamic is probably a better term. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, So if you want to read more of the same, I guess go read that. (laughs) Go on our Patreon and listen along. (laughs) Oh, we had a fun time with that, at least. (laughs) I
3: know. I mean, like, oh, that book was hard to read. Yeah. I mean, at least with New Moon, I'm just like trying to go through it and remember things, and I'm
0: like, well, at least there's a plot, like, of some sort. Kind of.
1: New Moon has the the least plot out of all the Twilights, if I remember. Oh, good. I
0: don't
3: know why I love this book so much. I think it's because, like, there's more Jacob Black in it, and I was like, yes, Jacob Black.
1: Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> really, yeah, that's really the only reason this one is superior to the first one is because it's more about mm-hmm. Jacob, and Jacob is a champ compared to Edward, so... Before
0: the imprinting yeah. thing. They picked Taylor Lautner for him. Mm, I um, always have to clarify that. <laughs>
2: we don't speak of that we don't speak of the imprinting Uh, we don't
1: speak of that that was ratchet uh stephanie i don't know what you were doing (laughs) keep that to yourself
0: gross (laughs) yeah just a little bit so we had y'all both on our twilight episodes from Mm -hmm. a year ago and we probably talked about your histories with twilight but have either of you read new moon before or do you have a different history with this book
1: I have never read any of the books. I've only been familiar with the movies. Oh. So all of my knowledge of the series comes from the films.
0: I thought you read Twilight. I'm the same way.
1: <laughs> I read Twilight for the first time with, with you guys, but... Uh,
3: so this is yeah. your first time. Yeah. All uh, right.
1: Yeah, this is my first time actually reading it.
0: Catherine's thrilled. <laughs> I've already got chapter 19, okay? Like, I've... I noticed you are binging this.
1: <laughs> I I am a Twilight virgin, so, you know... Get excited, I guess.
3: I think the book is better than the movie. Yeah, the books are better than the movie. Like, it's just, like...
1: But also, is that saying much? Like, the movies are, you know...
3: I mean, half the time, I'm visualizing <laughs> Kristen Stewart and some of the reactions in the book that she's doing. I'm like, I can imagine Kristen Stewart doing this.
2: Perfect casting. I do enjoy I do enjoy picturing yeah. the actors from the movie as I'm reading the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Rainer, do you have any history with New Moon,
2: Moon? Yeah, I, uh
0: i did not expect you to say yes
2: back when i was in my <laughs> yeah so um when i was in my i guess early 20s this came around? out in new moon came out in 0- 06 i think we don't need to talk about that but
0: the book or like the movie because <laughs> i'm thinking wait you were six the when the, movie the book came, out? came the book came
2: out he said 2006. 2006 Oh, the i was like book...
0: we're not that old the
2: book came out in 2006 no, the book came out in 2006, so that would have been... 52? 21, <laughs> so 52. I think. 21, I think. Anyway, I was dating a girl at the time when these books came out. She was really into them, so she was like, you have to at least read the first one, please do. And of course, I did. And it was alright. It was not my cup of tea. But then, that Christmas, a friend of mine knew that I had read the first Twilight book, so I was like, as a joke, oh,
1: he
3: that's funny,
2: bought me <laughs> oh. the second book, New Moon. And then he hounded me, like, every day, like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? yet?" And I was like, you know what? And I did. I read it. I (laughs) I didn't care for it too much, uh, but I did read it. I'm actually enjoying it more this time around than I did last time.
3: I am, too, because I'm remembering things, or I'm actually reading things and processing it and being like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like, I forgot about this, like, part of the book. I I don't remember anything from 2000.
0: Well, I will say that like Twilight is not a garbage book like 50 shades. No, is. it's not. I mean, Twilight is definitely not a great book by any means, but 50 shades is like a dumpster fire. Basically. 50 shades is so bad.
1: Well, that's cuz you're you're taking something that's already not well written and making it worse. Making
0: written. it worse written. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, there's really no, no other way that could have gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess when you put it in those terms I have never read New Moon before I watched the movies with Matt <laughs> as they were coming out we would get like a six pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade and watch it As you and should. split it <laughs> and
1: that six pack was gone
0: yeah and we yeah. thought we were so like edgy but now if I had a sip of Mike's Hard I'd be like oh that's too sugary Yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Mike's heart sounds right up my alley yeah i was gonna say it's sugary enough for you and then catherine i know you love this book right
3: i liked it better because of jacob black was in it like that's literally like, the only <laughs> thing i have to say like that's what i remember from sophomore year of high school when i read this like i remember being like jacob black looks cool like he seems like a cool dude and then like when they this is like when they're announcing the movies too so Obviously, like, when I saw Taylor Lautner, I was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Like, hell, yeah. Like, I can totally picture <laughs> Jacob Black, and that's all I pictured. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shark yeah. boy. Oh,
0: my God. Do y'all remember, <laughs> Do y'all remember yeah. how big of a thing, like, Team Jacob and Team Edward used to be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we need all the
3: I knew people <laughs> that got in arguments, who... like, over that in, like, biology class.
0: <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we should... Probably talk about this book at some point. Yeah, we should. It's only three chapters though, y'all. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's only three and only like eighty pages. It's not that bad. <laughs> it wasn't much plot.
3: <laughs> oh, I didn't notice this. They have that Romeo and Juliet quote, and I'm like, oh, that's dumb.
1: That's what you do to make yourself sound like a better writer. You you got to quote Shakespeare at the beginning of your book so that everyone <laughs> thinks you're a uh, uh, like. I a never liked
0: Romeo. What is the thing at the beginning of the book called, Rainer? We had a whole thing about this before. Epigraph? Oh. Yes.
1: Write that down it will be on the text. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Only on Patreon. You have a quiz. Epigraph. <laughs> <laughs> An accelerated reading quiz. Catherine, do you want to read the epigraph? Sure. Me trying to put the big word into a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: didn't know this was here until like two seconds ago. So here we go. <laughs> These violent delights have violent ends, and in their triumph die, like fire and powder, which, as they kiss, consume. From Romeo and Juliet. Act 2, scene... Roman
0: numeral 6. Act 2, scene...
2: V-I.
0: Scene (laughs) (laughs) V-I. Page. Uh, Hey, that screwed me over in The Hobbit. That's why I read the wrong chapters, because I didn't know my Roman numerals. (laughs) oh i get it okay i was like why is this like here in this book i feel like only the first line really makes sense it's like stephanie meyer like looked through the whole play and she's like this line sounds cool and then she's like i guess i gotta put the other few in for context
3: well i think which as they kiss consume well obviously it's about vampires like as they kiss
0: or apparently the kisses that they have that are just so earth shattering they're so girthy it's like Oh, Sorry, It's like Fifty Shades all over again. I'm like, what are they doing <laughs> that I'm not getting in my real life?
1: Just wait till they actually have oh. sex. You
0: know? Doesn't he, like, break the bed?
1: Spoiler alert.
0: We can't bring the spoilers I mean, in. We gotta means... wait for Breaking Dawn.
2: <laughs> of course, of course.
0: The book's not called Breaking Bed? Okay. Breaking the, Breaking the bed. The bed.
2: <laughs> Breaking Bella's back.
0: Well, basically. <laughs> hey. So we get to a preface... A preface a preface, a preface. <laughs> And I just I just want to read the first couple sentences because I know that the whole preface is about Bella feeling like she has to save someone but she's like trapped or not able to do anything. but this is how I feel when I go running like just oh no for a run in general. I felt like I was trapped in one of those terrifying nightmares—the one where you have to run, run till your lungs burst, but you can't make your body move fast enough. My legs seemed to move slower and slower as I fought my way through the callous crowd, but the hands on the huge clock tower didn't slow. Maybe minus the clock tower part, but that's how I feel whenever I'm running in Georgia humidity and like 20 degree <laughs> weather. Yeah, like Swimming I'm trying to, to run and I cannot.
3: Kind of how it's like up here when it's in the '90s and it's just stuffy and hot. Like, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's also a little blurb about how Alice predicted Bella's death. And there's not really much context given. So I wonder if this is like Twilight, where we kind of get an insight on something that happens way later out of context. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So just because, like, I'm definitely, like, ahead. <laughs> I wrote down after reading
3: chapter 18, just letting y'all know. After you read chapter 18, just read the preface again.
1: How far is chapter 18? Is that, like, towards the end? It's,
3: like, mm, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, towards the end. Like, we're getting, we're getting towards the climax. So, it's getting juicier. (laughs)
1: That's my favorite part of the book, is the climax. Mm.
3: But, yeah, like, I literally just finished reading that, and then I read the preface for notes, and I was like, oh, that's good. I'm glad I read this chapter. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it comes, it makes sense, like, once you read that part, so.
0: I guess, I assumed it did, but we all know how bad I am at retaining media. And I saw the movie like, what, 10 years ago? And I haven't watched it since.
1: I was going to say, it's just like we've definitely seen the movie. And I know exactly what that scene is referring to in the context of oh, the movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay.
0: So I'm the only one of the four of us who doesn't remember. Yeah, I don't think you remember. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, and say what you will about Stephanie Meyer's writing, uh, she does use the hell out of some foreshadowing. She does, for sure.
1: yeah. She she definitely when she went to when she went to English in college, they taught her how to foreshadow, and she's like, I'm gonna do this in every book. Yep, that's my, that's my, my main yes. thing.
0: I notice her adjectives are less annoying in this book. They we are know, She's a little bit of a better writer. Yeah, like it's a butter writer,
2: a butter writer, a butter, a butter.
0: Paula Dean's writer, butter writer,
1: <laughs> Paula Dean writer, Paula Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she didn't have to go to thes- thesaurus.com and uh, try to spice up her language this time. Except mm-hmm.
3: there's still okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> there's some <laughs> adjectives or like, did you really still have to use this one? Like, come on.
1: I mean, she probably did a couple touches because she's like, you know what, I've used this other word like five times. Let me change it up a
0: little <laughs> bit. What's a cinnamon? Cinnamon for this word. Cinnamon. <laughs> Uh, so, I guess chapter one, it starts out with a dream that is having about her grandma, but it turns out it's not her grandma. It's actually her <gasps> in, like, 60 yes. years. Dun
1: dun, dun, dun,
0: I
3: like it because, like, at the beginning of the dream, there's, like, like, Edward pops up and she's, like, freaking out because she's afraid that, like, he's not going to show up in the reflection, but also the sparkling thing. And she's like, oh. I
0: thought she was freaking out because she didn't want her grandma to think that she was dating a vampire. Well, there
3: wasn't there something about mirrors or something? Like, she wasn't sure. I don't know. I know this is why. I, maybe I would, like.
1: Vampires don't do the mirror thing in this universe, do they?
3: They don't. Because, like, she was no. even, like, kind of no. curious about him when she took a photo of him later in, like, one of the other chapters. Right. And so, like. Exactly her in the dream it's like okay grandma like <laughs> this is my boyfriend
0: <laughs> stephanie meyer just like picks and chooses what she wants out of vampire lore yeah and werewolf yeah,
2: lore. yeah. well the thing with the mirror she thought she was looking at her grandmother right but mm-hmm. then it turns out actually it was look she was looking in a mirror and the old person was her and it was her freaking out about Aging and yeah, see, Edwards, I didn't. Edward's wait, not aging.
0: Is there a mirror? Because I didn't read that it was a mirror. I thought.
2: Yeah, she reached out to like touch her grandmother, and their yeah. fingers touched, and she touched like it was. She realized it was a mirror. She was looking in.
0: It's like an age up mirror.
2: And it was supposed to be her Mm -hmm. subconscious like, oh my gosh, I'm getting old and Edward's going to stay 17 forever and she's freaking out.
0: Yeah. And the
3: age thing too, like, stays, I think. I don't think it happens so much in this book, but I feel like the age thing has popped up a lot more often in Eclipse, I want to say. I just remember that was like a big thing from what I remember reading these books is... Bella's like, oh, my God, I'm 18 years old. I'm physically older than Edward. I'm like, dude, he's like 100 years old. Like, <laughs> get over it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Either way, one of them is technically a pedophile, so.
0: True. Yes. You're not wrong. True.
2: Not not just technically, but, <laughs> but
0: actually. <laughs> I definitely didn't realize it was a mirror thing. I feel like I probably shouldn't be the person leading the read through so if i'm missing major <laughs> points like that it's okay yeah. it's okay well
1: it w- wasn't necessarily like a physical mirror it was just she was seeing a reflection mm-hmm. it was right? just a dream it wasn't like she was missing.
2: well yeah she, she was having a dream so yeah she was
0: that's what i thought it was like a mirror image but not an actual yeah. mirror yeah so and she basically wakes up from this dream with edward like romantically kissing her and he's like happy birthday and it's her birthday she's like no!
1: And she's just the most ungrateful person. you're
0: 18 years old like come on no right <laughs> she's
3: such a bitch about it
1: she's just oh my aging
3: like you are an adult you can vote you can go into a club right. but you can't drink you can buy cigarettes <laughs> yes you can buy cigarettes you can buy a lottery ticket
1: Buy duty magazine yeah
3: you don't,
0: you don't have curfew
1: do any of those things involve edward
0: they could not having curfew does <laughs>
1: Because if it doesn't, she's not going to do them, so. Not without Edward. I
0: hate all of this. So, she's basically going around getting ready for school, and it's super boring, and she's super emo about her birthday, because her life is so hard, and she goes to school, and she sees Edward and Alice, and Alice is, I think, the closest thing to, like, a pure individual in this book series. Alice is... Super excited that it's Bella's birthday because she's such a good friend.
1: Alice Mm -hmm. is wholesome.
0: She is. Alice is like, oh, well, I got you a bunch of presents. Or like, we got you a bunch of presents. When do you want to open them? Do you want to open them now or later? And Bella's like... You shouldn't have gotten me anything, and then Alice is like, "Okay, I guess you can just open it later." I'm like, "What a bitch move!" Yeah, <laughs> like I got you something, and then if it's not met with anything like, "Oh, yay, thank you," it's she's like, the friend oh. that is like, "I want to
3: celebrate your birthday and let people know like this is your day." And I was
1: like,
0: "No, no, no. <laughs> I'm yeah."
1: And that that was that was a recurring thing in the mm-hmm. first book where. Every time Bella was on screen, she was just sucking the life out of people around her. I'm like, why does everybody want to talk to her? Like, all she does is just be a Debbie Downer. She's
0: like an energy vampire like, if you watch what we Jewish. do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, her she, secret power.
1: You're exactly right.
3: I want to comment about some of the descriptions that Bella like likes to describe Edward and finds attractive because I'm still trying Please, to understand, like, how is this, like, Oh my God, he's so hot and amazing. I'm just gonna, example, page seven. No. <clears throat> Class, open your textbooks to page
1: seven. Turn to page seven. Where
3: does the sentence start? The sentence is so. Okay, here we go. I couldn't feel anything but despair until I pulled into the familiar parking lot behind Forks High School and spotted Edward leaning motionlessly against his polished silver Volvo, like a marble tribute to some forgotten pagan god of beauty. The dream had not done him justice, and he was just waiting there, for me, just the same as every other day. Like, motionless...
0: pagan god beauty it's very random
2: that's not the first time she's referred to him as a marble no. statue to to like a, a god either <laughs>
0: the whole first book, she compared him to like the statue with david and like adonis so it's basically just the same material in slightly different words yeah
3: 50 shades did the same thing they took adonis and they were like oh christian looks like adonis and this Greek god it's like what does that even mean if I go up to Woody and tell him that he looks like a Greek god, he would just look at me and probably like do a, like that and be like, OK,
2: you,
1: you look like Zeus. You look like Zeus from Thor yeah, 4. You look like Mephestus. He
0: would be like, that's not true. <laughs> like, stop lying. It's such a weird thing to say about someone.
1: Well, see, if someone told me that I look like a Greek god, I know they were lying because
3: well, it's just you know? like. A version of love to me, where it's just like a version of attraction and love. Like this version of attraction and love to me is just so fake. It's very high school.
1: Well, you have to ask what what is what is their actual connection? Like, what are they bonding over other than the fact that they're both kind of hot?
0: Penis and vagina, biting of the lip.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what other? What else do they have to their relationship? <laughs> lip <laughs> bites. He
2: he is attractive, and she has. Crack cocaine for blood. I mean, that's, yes, that's,
1: that's, that's, that's it. That's that's their that's thing. <laughs> you're like my own personal brand of heroin.
0: That sounds like something <laughs> a 2 year would say.
1: Can you say
2: that again, except a little more uh, breathy, yeah. a little more feathery on the on the <laughs> pronunciation?
1: There. Bella, you're like my own personal brand of heroin. Ooh. Shivers, <laughs> absolute shivers. <laughs> It was at that point <laughs> that they knew that Edward, that uh, friggin' Robert Pattinson, was going to be an Oscar-winning actor, a <laughs> nominated actor.
0: So, where are we?
1: Oh, so we were talking about...
0: Oh, wait, how Bella's being a brat.
2: Bella being just such a <laughs> bland, blasé, terrible part. I think that's part of the appeal of the series, at least the appeal to... The demographic i guess they're going for which is like the younger girls is like this like regular everyday average girl who's nothing special somehow gets the greek god guy and gets to go on these whatever adventures and have you know be the center of attention
3: i mean yeah she was like definitely interesting and a lot of people wanted to get to know her But I find it really interesting in the first chapter here when she's, like, going to school and everything and, like, she and Edward are, like, walking down the hallway going to classes and stuff like that. She's not as social with other people. And I'm, I kind of now labeled it as the fake friend group because these are all fake friends. Let's just be honest about it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, She's, like, the stereotypical high schooler that only hangs out with her boyfriend.
3: She runs into Mike and Mike is no longer, like, gawking over her
0: infatuated with her yeah, yeah.
1: golden retriever yeah
3: and then mm-hmm. poor mike. why
1: he was in the first place we still don't know
3: <laughs> <laughs> he still shows up
1: forever remain a mystery
3: <laughs> but then later down like later in lunchtime they're all like in a table together it's like that same group jessica mike and everybody else lauren that. lauren
2: i remember that one specifically <laughs> all those
3: names it's just like a group of them <laughs> But, like, they're not interacting with them because it's, like, them on one side, it seems, and then, like, Edward, Bella, and Alice on the other side. And it's just, like, they're there. They're not really partaking yeah. in a conversation.
1: That's because Stephanie Meyer likes to try to do this trope of, I'm not like other girls. I'm deep. And these girls are just basic, so we don't have anything in common. But it's, like, it fails most of the time because she keeps telling us how complex Bella is.
0: But she's not. But
1: there's not really anything to her at all.
0: But what does she do?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about, she likes to read. She likes to read. She
0: likes Romeo and Juliet. She cried over it.
1: Therefore, she's complex, <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> like, that's the thing to me. Like The most popular play. Uh, You're so complex.
1: Right. The one that everybody has to read. That, yeah, that's really what it, She keeps trying to do the whole, I'm comparing these basic bitches to our main character mm-hmm. who's supposed to be so relatable and you know all this
3: well she said that romeo is her favorite fictional character and that's a problem because
1: yeah like yeah that's kind of an issue <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> when she said that i was like wait
1: what yeah <laughs> not only is that pretentious that's a little bit problematic yeah
0: yeah because he's not great no <laughs> so going back to her being a brat about her birthday oh <laughs> um
2: <laughs> oh yeah about that
0: I did want to point out that she's even a brat to Edward, which I felt like was kind of uncharacteristic of her from how she was in the first book. And I was definitely triggered by Uh this line right here. This is when they kind of call her out for being super pissy. They're like, why are you acting like a bitch? It's your birthday. And she's like, oh, well, I'm getting older and yada yada. And then they're like, you're only 18. Like, what's going on? And then 18 isn't very old. Alice said. Don't women usually wait until they're 29 to get upset over birthdays?
3: Did that hit you hard?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm 29. (laughs) So I was like, oh.
1: That is the thing. Whenever you ask a woman how old she is, which I guess you shouldn't do, but...
2: 29 again.
3: They
1: they always say I'm 29, yeah.
3: A lot of people think I'm like 20, so I just kind of sit there and I'm flattered when someone thinks I'm 30 and I'm like, huh thank you i feel thank
1: f- finally like
3: you're, you're like i'm my age i i'm glad that i don't look like impubescent anymore <laughs> thank you
1: right
0: yeah i don't want to be in my early 20s anymore <laughs> i'm good yeah, exactly i'm fine with that exactly.
2: physically
1: i would love it but i don't want to yeah physically like, fabulous but mentally no god i was an idiot
3: I mean, I totally get how she doesn't want to, like, age. I totally get it. When I was younger, I was, like... When I was, like, in middle school, high school, I was like, I want to be this age forever, too. And then I got older, and I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, why did I want to be a teenager? I don't want to be a teenager.
1: (laughs) Fucking 17 sucked.
3: Yeah, and I definitely don't want to look like a 17-year-old either because I feel like I look like a child. So I'm glad I semi-don't look like a child. I still kind of look maybe like a child, but... (laughs)
0: Maybe act like a child. I don't know. I still get yelled at in the halls of like high schools. Right? Like, for not really? having passed. Yeah. Because yes. I look like a child.
1: Does that legitimately happen? <laughs> wow. I've had that happen. That has happened to me also on several occasions. It's
0: embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 29. It's better when you go to an elementary
3: school and you're like, okay, no, I'm definitely an adult here. Everyone's smaller. <laughs>
0: and then they still yell at you
1: even in middle school middle school is pushing it they still could be like i thought you were a student i'm like ma'am please
0: yeah i haven't gotten that in like a year or two so i'm hoping i aged out of middle school
1: i'm an adult (laughs) i'm grown up
2: (laughs) y'all sing the lonely island uh they heard their song i forget what it's called but it's where he's like i'm an adult and he just keeps saying that
3: I know, I, don't, I haven't not heard probably. that.
2: I oh, know. You you no, th- threw it on the ground. Oh, then I threw it out. on
1: the ground.
0: Yeah, sure. I am an I'm adult.
2: I'm not part of the system. Yeah. I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep, that one. I
0: remember that one. That's a mood. It is.
2: Anyway, didn't mean to divert the conversation. Uh, yeah, so Bella's the worst. Continue.
0: Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> so Alice being like pure soul of the whole damn book is like, Bella, what time will you be at our house? Because it's like super sweet that the whole like fam damily wanted to get together and throw her a little birthday celebration. Uh, but Bella is again, such a brat about it. She's like, Oh, don't do anything. Like, don't spend money on me. Like, why would you do that? Stupid.
2: Yeah. Edward has to tell her like, Hey, they're really excited about this. Could you like not be a bitch for like, yeah. <laughs> like 30 minutes. Let's just go in, do this. Like pretend. Just
1: pretend like yeah. you care.
0: Like. Pretend that you care. It's just really upsetting. Like, I know people in real life who are like this.
1: I mean, I, I understand the mindset, but, like, even like even if I'm not, like, in the mood for someone to throw a party for me, if they're going to go out of their way to do it, I will put on the happy face and be like, hey, thank you for your effort.
3: I can see, like, the awkwardness of it, because, like, I remember one time, like, someone threw a surprise party for me, and I was just kind of like, I feel a little strange <laughs> that everyone is, like, paying attention to me.
1: Yeah, it's like, thanks, I guess. I
3: was, like, flattered, but inside, like, there are times where it's just, like, I feel like... It's still uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable sometimes when everyone's, like, like, you know, hey, how are you doing? Like, how's it going? Let's celebrate you. Woo, woo. And you're just kind of, like, a little, I guess, like, for me, I'm shy every now and then. And sometimes I'm just, like, why are we gawking over me? Like, I don't really... I don't do anything. (laughs) So I I can understand that in (laughs) some way, shape, or form. It seems like these are the first friends that Bella really has had. So, like, girl, like, let them celebrate your birthday. And it's your 18th birthday. You only have it once. Enjoy yourself, okay? Go to a club in Forks. I don't know. Find something to do on your 18th birthday.
1: Bella at a club. That I would like. That's a book <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, she'll
3: to hang read. out with the vampires. Bella goes to the club. You <laughs> gotta find her a vampire bar somewhere, like where she can hang out with the vampires.
0: <laughs> Alice even talked to Mike's mom. I assume because I guess she works at Mike's parents' store that they have. That I didn't know that they have.
3: No, they mentioned it because they mentioned it in Twilight. Oh. He was like, "Oh yeah, my dad owns the sports store over here." Oh. It was just filler info, really, but yeah, like, basically, Alice gets her off work or something like that, and she's like, okay, you're going to the party.
0: (laughs) But Bella's, like, a dumb hoe, and she's like, well, I can't go over, because I actually need to watch Romeo and Juliet for class.
3: She has to watch the... Kroger brand Zach Efron version Nerd. from 1968. Like I looked this up because I was like, this dude definitely looked like a knockoff version of
0: Zach Efron. Did you say Zach Efron? Did you say
2: Zach? Did Efron? you say
0: Catherine? Did you say Zach Efron? Yeah, okay, so the from the version 1960. So the
3: version that like I'm thinking of that she's watching is not the Leonardo DiCaprio one. I'm thinking about the one that everyone else watched because when I was, I don't know about y'all, but when I was reading Romeo and Juliet, I remember I was one of the few classes that got to watch Leo, DiCart- like the Leo DiCaprio one. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Leo. We watched both. But everyone else watched like this other version from like 1968 or something. And the dude that played Romeo that. looked like a high school musical knockoff brand of Zach Efron uh, with the Bieber okay. hair. He kind of does. Yeah. yeah if you look at his like eyes and everything like that you're like ooh, that does kind of look like Zach Efron but I remember that was like a big thing
0: <laughs> I definitely thought you were saying yeah. like Zac Efron did it in the 1960s and I'm like Catherine he's
2: a vampire he's ah! a
0: vampire he's ah!
2: the true <laughs> he's the real vampire yeah we solved but it if you we solved the mystery all right Good job, guys. High school vampire. Look it
3: up, Brittany. Like, if you Google, like, Romeo and Juliet movie, like, 1960s, you'll see, like, posters, and it looks like...
2: I'm Googling it. We're
3: all in this together, like, comes out in your head. Oh, God. And it's like the Bieber hair. (laughs) We'll
0: need to put that in the show notes. (laughs) That's all I think about. That's what you can look at while you're listening to this episode.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, I'm sitting there, like, why do you want to watch this movie? We, We already know how it goes, but she must do it because... God forbid she's kind of flunk a test. Who knows? Because she's complex <laughs> and she wants
0: to watch something artistic.
3: But Edward <laughs> is basically kind of like ra- like going off on how he hates Ro- like he doesn't like Romeo because Romeo one leaves a girl or is like. I I guess, like, he, I don't remember Romeo and Juliet, so forgive me, you guys, but he's, like, getting over one girl, or he's, like, still obsessed with a girl at the beginning of the play, and then he meets Juliet, and then he's like, oh my god, I'm in love with you, but then he kills her cousin, and he's, and Edward's like, yeah, he's messy, he's just a hot mess, why would anybody like him?
1: (laughs) I mean, he's right.
0: He's basically, like, he just kind of makes his own mistakes constantly, Mm -hmm. like, all the time.
1: It, you know why it is? It's because Romeo is basically calling out all of Edward's faults.
0: Ooh. Kind of, yeah.
1: He's just insecure. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: You have a good point. When Bella tries to pull this shit about how she has to watch the movie instead of going and having this birthday celebration that the Collins planned out for them, Edward's just like, "I will watch it with you after school, and then we will go over there after." And I'm like, "Thank God," because she's being so dramatic. Yeah,
1: I will recite the damn play they to watch you.
0: it,
3: and then what is it? Like, there's the scene where Juliet is like basically committing suicide because she sees Romeo is dead, and Edward is like, I kind of envy that. Like, I envy you guys because you guys can just, like, you know, drink this poison and die.
1: Yeah, I'm, o- I'm over here like, that doesn't sound healthy at all.
3: But he basically says that he envies how humans are mortal. Like, you can drink a poison yeah. and you can die. Whereas he, like, if he dies, it's like, either very painful, it seems like, you have to get ripped apart and torn to shreds. Because I guess that's not painful if we die.
1: Yeah, no pain at all.
3: Yeah, I guess that's the only way that they can die. And then he says, it's either you can do that, like what happened to James in the previous book, or you can go to the Vulturi.
1: Yeah, or you can go see Dakota Fanning.
3: Yeah, you can go see Dakota Fanning, have a free trip to Italy, and you don't have to pay for it because you're going to die. So, and she's like, you've thought about it, like... She's
0: like, you've thought about this before? They get really teenage moody about this. She's like, ooh, you've thought
1: about death before? That's really hot.
0: you thought about suicide? Like, when did you think about suicide? And he's like, oh, well, you know, when you were near death last spring, so at the end of Twilight book. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I thought about going to Italy and provoking the Volturi.
1: Pet peeve here both in real life okay. and in literature, when somebody does the whole, oh, if you weren't in my life, I would kill myself type deal. Like, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it.
2: Yeah, I hate it. It's it's so cringeworthy. So cringeworthy.
0: I actually had something in my notes about that because it's such like a teenage mindset. Yeah. That, like the most powerful that you can love someone is if something happens to them.
1: I would die for you.
0: Yeah, you would die You'd kill yourself or something. It's just like...
1: It's like, get over yourself. Like, come on now. I've been with
0: David for almost 10 years, and if something happened to him, I would not kill
1: myself. Right, yeah. I'd be
0: upset, but... You would be pretty sad, like... Yeah, I'd be devastated, but I wouldn't...
1: But it would be ridiculous to expect that of somebody. Yeah. Oh, if this person dies... You should go with them to join yeah. them or something.
2: Surprisingly, Bella does kind of put him in his place a little later because she was like, how would you feel if something happened to you? Would you want me to off myself? And he was like, uh, I didn't really have a good answer.
3: Yeah. And he's all about, like, I mm-hmm. want you to live and have... Because, again, like, in Eclipse with the age thing and everything and, like, her, like, deciding to be a vampire, he wants her to live her life. So Spoiler alert. I know. <laughs> it's a spoiler. But y'all, like, if you watch the movies, they say it in the movies, like... um but like he even mentioned it a little bit in twilight as well like he won a little bit
1: yeah that was the end of twilight he said it's like you should want a long happy life yeah and you shouldn't give up your life just for me yeah that kind of thing
3: i mean i don't get me wrong i wouldn't want to be a vampire either like what would i do with my life i mean i think like catch giant cats maybe for the first century i could like you know explore the world (laughs) and do cool things but i
0: feel like by year 150, I'm going to be like, what's next? Crickets?
1: Volturi, I need your help.
0: Well, that's one of the things from Vampire Folklore that uh, Stephanie Meyer decided to put in her books is the whole thing of you can live forever, but you get tired of it after yeah. a certain point. Yeah.
2: I am very skeptical of that.
0: Do you think you wouldn't get tired of it?
2: I think the most you can say about it is that you have no idea. Most likely. I mean, think about how much the world has changed in the last 50, 100 years. Okay, think of how much the world will change 150, 100 years from now.
1: It would be cool to see, like, how different things are. There's
2: always going to be new shit to do, new places to see. I mean... True.
0: New media to consume.
2: I cannot imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm only 30... How old am I? (laughs) 36. I cannot imagine waking up one day and being like, you know what? I don't want to do anything else. I want to die. Even mm-hmm. if I was 2,000 years old, never, I would never have. Because you think about
1: Edward's 109, and mm-hmm. that's, I mean, people live to be 109, like, in real life.
2: It's
3: insane, yeah. too. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Like, wow.
1: It's not like he's outside of normal human age range yet. So mm-hmm. he, if he's getting to that point where he's like, oh, life, ooh, like... Okay, at that point it just sounds like he's being a drama queen almost. Well,
0: in his defense, he has to repeat high school over and over again. So if that was the case, I probably would.
1: That's true.
0: He doesn't have to, though!
1: But he but does he have to? Like, yeah, he has been repeating <laughs> high school. Oh. But does he have to? Like, come on now. We talked about this last time. Yeah, he doesn't
2: have he to. He does
0: if he wants to live the lifestyle that he's chosen to
1: live. To
2: be fair, if we want to get a little meta here... He does have to repeat high school because if he doesn't, then he cannot be in this book, and this book doesn't true. exist, and therefore he doesn't exist. That's
1: very true.
3: Oh no, the Twilight yes, Universe yeah. wouldn't have existed. The,
1: the Twilight Universe has demands. It.
3: Raynor just like incepted us. <laughs> basically, yeah. we're
0: yeah, in the so. Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah. No. Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the middle of this conversation that Charlie comes home with pizza.
2: Mm, now I'm hungry.
0: After they're talking about killing themselves. Of course. How casual, I guess. How fitting.
1: (laughs) Pizza does solve everything. That's true. They were like, I was thinking about dying, but then I had pizza. I was like, "Mm, this shit's delicious.
3: I like how Charlie is not really fond of Edward. Or he just like, he sees Edward, he's just like, great. But then he's like, where's Alice? He's like, hey. How's Alice doing? Where's Alice?
0: I thought it was super weird. So apparently when like Bella came out of the hospital at the end of Twilight she you know couldn't really do much for herself so instead of Charlie helping her out Alice came over to quote unquote spare him of like helping shower his adult daughter and I'm like I don't know a parent who would actually have an issue with that
1: right especially Charlie who's the MVP
0: like a a parent's gonna step up and help their kid and not be like oh you have boobs like
3: Help your kid. In this scenario, though, like, <laughs> even from the beginning of Twilight, like, Bella and Charlie don't really have as close of a relationship, probably, like, we do with our own dads here. Because, like, it seems like they were estranged. Like, they... they That's true. She did visit him, but, like, I don't really think they really know each other that well in a sense. She moved into his house when she was a teenager she's already like grown through puberty and all that stuff he probably missed a lot of that yeah he's probably like i don't know how to like do this what's going on i would feel the same way if i like had a kid come up to me and do that i'd be like i don't know how to do this (laughs)
0: like i'm sorry well like a kid or your kid because if it was my kid i would be like well i don't have a kid that's fine like if a kid (laughs) came up to me well, I mean, if bath. a kid came up to me like, I'm not gonna help a kid shower. Like, no. Yeah.
1: But if it's like if it's like my kid and I haven't like seen them, like if I don't know who they are.
3: Yeah. If it was my kid, I'd probably be like, uh, I'll help you.
1: I yeah. don't know.
3: I don't. It, I don't have them.
1: If it's my kid that I raised, of course. If it's my kid that I haven't seen like ever until like a year ago, then it's like, okay, I can see how you'd be like, eh, it's a little.
0: Well, wait, Rainer's the only one here who has a kid. That's yeah, true. it's true.
1: <laughs> okay, so yes,
2: obviously I would do anything for my child if, that she needed. However, if you have someone incredible like Alice. That's also true. She's awesome. I'm sure Alice was like wanting to do it. Like she probably was just jumping in there to do it and like wouldn't let Charlie do it. Like she was just like, yes, I'm going to come in and I'm going to help you at this point. I was like, okay. Yeah, you can you can bathe her. Yeah, sure. I I will let you do that. I'm not going to, like,
1: no, I have to bathe my child. And say, so, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I see
0: that. Are we sure there's not something going on between Alice and Bella? <laughs> I don't think so. There
1: should be. That would be a more interesting story. Oh, I wish. Oh, I wish.
2: That's my fanfic. <laughs> That's my fanfic
1: that I'm writing. That would be a much better story. Twilight exactly, after, yes. dark. <laughs> New right. after
3: dark. No moon after dark.
1: I'm going on AO3.com right now and seeing how many results come up from Alice and Bella fanfiction.
3: Oh, there's so, probably so much. But it it seems like Alice has just been like one of those people where she's like, you're my friend. We're going to be friends. Let's be friends.
0: She's like a golden
3: retriever.
1: There's 414 Alice and Bella fan fictions on Archive of Our Own. So that's only one website.
0: We were not the first <laughs> ones who had that idea.
3: way and it's probably not true but i don't know if you guys feel this way it just seems really random that like alice and bella are immediately like best friends i'm like when was this hanging out when was the one-on-one talk where like like they hung out all the time
2: i think it's because alice is
1: awesome That's yeah. I said, as rainer said uh, alice is like such a cool person that she's just like she's just like open to meeting people and becoming close with them
0: like. yeah didn't she go to phoenix with her so I feel like that was kind of, like, a bonding thing. Yeah.
2: I think part of it, too, and I think they actually probably mentioned this in Twilight, is that, like, Edward had been so down in the dumps, like, emo.
0: Oh, yeah. Whatever.
2: Until he met Bella, and then he, like, changed, and Alice loves Edward and saw that and was like, okay, Bella is good for Edward, I now like Bella. I
0: forgot about that. Yeah. yeah that's true. So they go to the Cullens. Okay, here's another Fifty Shades Parallel. Um, Edwards, like, <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? Because you don't want the Audi that I wanted to give you. I wrote that
3: down too, because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is not original. Like, this is so... E.L. James is such a freaking scammer.
0: <laughs> she literally picked up New Moon, and she was just like, well, how, how much of this can I incorporate into
1: my book? <sighs> I mean, the whole thing, so...
0: He was, like, asking her, like, what
3: do you want me to give you? Like, what do you want for your birthday? And she's like, you know what I want. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that's what, that's, like, how Christian and Anna would, like, react and talk to each other. Sitting
0: in the IHOP.
3: Yeah. Like, what do yeah. you want?
1: That dick.
3: You know what I want. And I wrote it down, and I was like,
0: I know what's. I want what you want.
1: <laughs> I want. Your penis.
3: Yeah, I know it's not sexual, or maybe it is. I don't know, but we know that she wants to be a vampire, but I'm just sitting there and I'm like...
1: Oh, it's sexual. I'm s-
3: smacking the table because I'm like, Eel James is such a stupid...
0: Ugh, I just don't <laughs> like this author. <laughs> Sorry. She almost plagiarized the book. Yes!
1: Hey, hey, we can't, we can't call her stupid because she may... She has the... I think she has the highest selling book. Of all time. I'm not. I think it's like second to the Bible. It's up there. The
3: Bible got beaten out? Almost got beaten out?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bible's number one and then Fifty Shades. I'm looking it up. I I, I think I read that somewhere. Harry
3: Potter didn't make the list?
1: Harry Potter was like third place.
3: Oh, come on. Harry Potter is way better than Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: Fifty Shades of Grey is on the list. It sold 15.2 million copies in the U.S., alone we have some of them <laughs> yes so i mean it's it's down i mean
1: yeah you, again you still can't hate because she she be getting that money
0: she is getting the money it's just so annoying He's on the new york times bestseller list and i'm not yeah so. it's just but. so annoying seeing like the
3: exact same like phrases and pick a different car okay like why does it have to be an <sighs> audi like Take me out to the car dealership and let me pick out the car.
1: No, Audi means you got money, apparently. Aren't there other cars? What about Mercedes? Yeah,
0: like a Mercedes. Or Porsche. She
1: would put a Tesla in there.
0: Ferrari. Tesla. Tesla. (laughs) Like. Yeah. So she goes to the Cullens. The house is decorated really nicely. There's like a cake that's homemade, which is a big deal because they don't eat. So they don't cook very often. There's like
3: cherry Mm. blossoms or like everywhere or like at the front of the house.
0: Yeah, there's like lights and there's packages, presents that are nicely wrapped.
3: And Bella is like, oh, why did they do this? (laughs) Like, this is so nice. And I'm like, girl, it's your 18th birthday. Like, it's supposed to be special. Enjoy it. You did not have to decorate. And they
1: love you. Right, these people. People who love you, love you. They're going out of their way for this girl. And she's just not having any of it.
0: She gets a new stereo. <laughs> yeah, for her car. Bella begins to open a second present, but then she gets a paper cut and just, like, shit hits the fan. Oh.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but... You're wrong. Is it possible to bleed that much from a goddamn paper cut?
0: No. It, what is said in the book is that there was, like, one drop of blood from the paper cut. And remember that Jasper is, like, super sensitive to blood. Uh, so he kind of starts going into a frenzy edward i think jumps the gun a little too much and throws bella back and she falls on all this crystal stuff and it shatters and that's that's what cuts up her arm yeah so that's what makes her bleed more
2: edward threw himself in front of bella and jasper jasper hit Mm him yeah so he i don't think he jumped the gun i think he like yeah if he if he had been any slower, Jasper would have got her, blood. Yeah,
3: that's true. He, it seemed like the drop, like that little drop of blood just like triggered him. And like he immediately mm-hmm. was like, I'm going for it. And Edward yeah. was like, I like push back, like all that. I mean, okay. I'm thinking about the movie scene. If you guys like don't remember, <laughs> can remember.
1: Because I'm picturing the movie scene and it's like her fingers already bleeding. And I'm like, what kind of paper could is that? I mean.
0: No, uh, yeah. In the book it specifically says that there was one drop of blood. Okay. It was very like tiny. Yeah, so she starts bleeding all over the place because she's felt fallen with all this like shattered crystal. And all the vampires are just eyeing that blood and we get into chapter two. Stitches.
1: Delicious.
0: Where Jasper is just freaking the fuck out.
3: And basically Eminent and Rosalie take him away and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. like, let's take you out. Carlisle is like super calm because he's a doctor he should be calm and yeah like it seems like Edward's like I need to stay I want to stay but I I also like he probably wants like all that blood right now too well she Uh, makes
0: a point to say that he stopped breathing because remember they don't need to breathe mm -hmm. and he just started doing it as a thing to make Bella more comfortable so I assume it's so that way he would smell the blood less that's yeah. why he stopped breathing.
1: And you know why he doesn't want to smell her blood, right? Why? Why? It's because she's his own personal brand of heroin.
0: <laughs> they have like. I'm going
1: to
2: clip out that audio. Clip out that audio and make it my room. There you go. <laughs> you
0: have
3: a nice velvety voice, Matt, in the words of Stephanie Mayer.
0: <laughs> yeah, Edward is like playing guard dog. He just feels a need to like stand over her. Uh, Carlisle picked up Bella. And... <laughs> Carlisle, my nizzle. You <laughs> just can't believe. It. <laughs> I thought if somebody were like, "How do you pronounce his name?" And I'm like, "Carlisle." <laughs> <laughs> it's not written like that. I know. He asked her, he's like, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want me to do this here? And she's like, let's just do it here. So he brings her to, I think it's like their table or something. Mm-hmm. And he starts like giving her a tourniquet and like picking the all the glass or crystal out of her arm. And Edward's just sitting there and Bella's like, you're literally not being helpful. <laughs> you're kind of freaking me out. Can you go away? And Alice is, Alice is like over there cleaning up the mess and getting supplies for Carlisle. I have to think of his name before I say it. (laughs) Carlisle is just like, why don't you go figure out where Jasper went? We should probably try to stop him before he runs far away. And Edward's like, fine. And then he leaves. And so do, like, Esme
3: and Alice, too. Because, like, I guess, like, the smell is just so much for them that they can't even handle it, too.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like that during the situation they seem like they're fine but in hindsight everyone's like yeah they were affected too unless i can't read i mean if
3: you think about it like her blood's probably just like out like she's probably still bleeding he's probably like trying to clean up her open wound and she Mm -hmm. needs stitches for it obviously maybe like with the amount of time because it's
0: called stitches well yeah
3: (laughs) well the amount of time maybe like she like her like wound is exposed and the blood is exposed maybe like at the beginning like initial instance of it they're like oh we can handle this but like as time moves forward maybe the scent is like kind of a little bit more pungent as it's out she's mm-hmm. they're probably like okay like we probably can't be here any longer whereas Car- carlisle who is around that constantly for a job is probably like oh i can be in a room for hours with the smell going on and i'm not phased." yeah So that's probably why they left, but it's fine because they got a little heart to heart together. So
0: yeah, Bella's one of those people who's uh, super woozy with, I don't know if it's like blood or just cause, or she's bleeding badly, something. So she starts talking to Carlisle and I definitely do this trick because I also get a little woozy when I'm getting like blood drawn and stuff. I'll just start talking to the people about anything and everything. How
1: about them vampires?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do they talk about? Carlisle over explains that it doesn't really bother him because he's been working in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He says that he likes being able to save people. And sometimes his heightened senses have allowed him to see or sense things that, like, normal doctors, like, people doctors can't sense or see. Which is cool. Which is interesting. Like, he's
3: basically utilizing, like, I'm here. I might as well just help people he quotes, I had to decide what to do with what I was given. Right. Which, I mean, hey, if you have nothing better to do for
0: eternity, might as well help people. Yeah.
3: Go to med school. You have all the time.
0: Yeah, and that (laughs) whole trying to figure out what you have to do with what you're given kind of leads into this weird little talk about religion where Carlyle says basically that he believes in God and an afterlife, but that Edward doesn't believe in Sorry, he doesn't believe in an afterlife.
2: Specifically for vampires.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he goes into Edward's backstory a bit and says that the creation of Edward. So he was dying of like the 1918 flu, and his mom was so sick with the flu, and she was had a really high fever, and she was basically delusional. Uh, that an hour before she died, she grabbed Carlisle and was like, "Do anything for my son to save him from this." And then she died, so Carlyle was like, well, I guess I'm going to turn you into a vampire. And he like grabbed them and took them away because they didn't really count people very well. So they're like, we won't know that he's missing. And just turn him into a vampire. Yeah. And he said that he didn't regret it either. Like, he termed it as saving
1: him.
2: Well, Also, they had the discussion where, where the whole re- religion part came in is part of the reason why edward didn't want to turn bella is because he thought of it as him like condemning her to damnation basically not not, yeah, yeah basically damning damning her for eternity and he's like can i justify doing this to someone that i actually care about if this is truly what i believe and as vampires, we're either damned to hell or there is no afterlife or whatever whatever it is he believes. I think she gets a better understanding of why he doesn't want to turn her.
3: Yeah, I never thought of it like that. But I also forgot, I never, I didn't remember this like topic ever being like brought up in this like book. So when I was reading this, I was like, I wish I had more, you know, like I want to know more. There's so much more interesting
0: stuff. Yeah, this is yes, like a Matt. behind the scenes stuff that we should have known more about i'm glad i'm glad
1: you said that because that's literally what i was going to say it's like this one conversation is like it not only develops the characters but it kind of adds some lore to the story and it's like you know this could have been what the series focused on is this kind of you know
2: yeah
1: is it right to change somebody to a vampire against their will or even if they're asking me to you know what what is being a vampire actually mean like we're talking to carlisle it's like he chose to dedicate his eternity to helping people but what about mm-hmm. those that don't you know it's like that that stuff is all very interesting
3: like what do the other vampires do with their time i mean, i know that like half of them are going to high school but like now it seems like <laughs> like it seems like em- Emmett and rosalie they're like married and going on their honeymoon and i'm like yeah but they've probably done that like a million times what are their occupations when they're not at school like what do they do that's what i'm curious about
1: and i i, I said this about uh, eclipse when the movie first came out but these characters their backstories would be infinitely more interesting than the romance that i'm forced to uh, endure like, yeah i want to know about rosalie and her story I want to know about you know Jasper and him fighting in the what was it the Civil War mm-hmm. or something?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alice and her backstory in the insane insane asylum.
1: Exactly, all of that is so fascinating.
3: Yeah, and I yeah. loved that last in the last book, and I was like, I don't even yeah. remember this being told like in the book. So,
1: exactly, it's so fascinating.
2: We've probably discussed at least half a dozen spin off series that would be more interesting right. than the main series. I remember last when we were talking about t- Twilight, we talked about edward cullen social justice warrior improving the world <laughs> right like that whole storyline yeah we've got the philosophy of religion slash vampirehood. we've got the bella and alice romance spinoff
0: yeah i would read uh, the shit out of that like we've got the, yeah. the prequel
1: all the prequels of each character there's a lot of there's a
2: lot of meat here that we could uh that we could expand upon, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't get expanded it upon, doesn't. unfortunately, in these books. There is plenty
1: of lore in Twilight. That clearly wasn't the part she was interested in when she wrote it.
0: It's not convenient for the plot. Yeah. yeah she
1: she yeah. wanted to write a romance. And she did it. Yeah, and a- and she accidentally included all these details that we're picking up on, and we're like, oh, wait, that's actually mm-hmm. really cool.
0: Yeah. Going back to, I think, was it Catherine? You said something about what do they do in their off time? Like, what is their occupation? Was that you who said that? Like, yeah. But I feel like the whole... We were talking about before how the whole thing with vampires is that they live forever, but they get tired of living forever. Usually it's because they don't have, like, a sense of purpose, which Carlisle finds through his work, and or everyone that they know and love dies, because they're all mortal.
3: I'm thinking, like, the family. Like, what are they doing? When they're not at school or like when they're not playing school. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying
0: that that's why probably Edward has contemplated suicide before because he's already lived for a hundred years. And if he doesn't have a sense of purpose, if he's just perpetually. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Playing high school over and over. I mean, what's the the point? I would also want to kill myself.
3: Yeah, but like what are Emmett and Rosalie doing? They're just like in their honeymoon. But what are they doing when they're done? Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: what, what do they do after? Going back to high school. If
1: Esme was a black mom. She'd have kicked these kids out like years ago. And then like, y'all can't be going to high school for the rest of your life. I don't care. Like y'all, y'all gotta go do something.
3: <laughs> y'all need to get a job.
2: Do something productive. Yeah. You, but you have like half of Superman's like powers, like you're invincible. You're super fast. You're super strong. Like go, go
0: save some people from a burning building. Right. Like, go, go, go be so,
1: Spider-Man be, or so, something. Like So that. many things you could do.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Learn an instrument.
1: Well, well, he does learn the piano. So I guess that's fine.
0: But, yeah, that's true. Well, I guess, again, it's it's just not convenient for the plot. We're um, wanting to make this book so much yeah, more than what I, it really is. I want
1: to see the black version of Twilight where Esme is like, get the hell out of my house now.
0: <laughs> After that, Edward comes
3: back. He just shows up out of the blue because they're talking about him. And he's just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you home, Bella. <laughs>
0: No, he's acting super weird. He's like, I'll take you home. And then Bella's like, you're acting whack. Like, Carlisle can take me home. It's fine. He's like, no, it's fine. I'll take you home. And I definitely thought, speaking of making this book out to be a bigger deal than it really is, I definitely thought we were going to get into, like, a thriller direction here. I'm like, oh, shit. Edward's going to kill her. That's what I thought was going to happen. Brittany, <laughs> ah. that's
1: too interesting. It's too much. God, <sighs> stop thinking of interesting things. That doesn't happen in this.
0: I was really disappointed. <laughs> Turns out he's just some moody little bitch boy. <laughs> oh, wait, before he brings her home, Carlisle's like, oh, he's upset because uh, you were put into danger because we're all vampires. And Bella's like, yeah. And I was like, damn it. And they
3: basically have, like, this really awkward silence in the car as they're going home. Yeah. And she's like, can you just say something? Which I totally would, like, be that person. Like, can we just please talk? Like, I don't like this awkward silence. And... Basically, Edward is kind of, like, he's, like, kind of comparing, like, what if Bella was dating Mike Newton because he heard Mike's thoughts earlier about Bella. Obviously, he's, like, somewhat still has a crush on her or something like that. Or maybe he's read her thoughts in the past. she's
0: so complex.
3: Yeah. And because she's so complex.
1: Uh, he has Anna Kendrick to uh, be dealing with? Like, why would you be looking at anyone else?
2: Oh, they broke up, didn't they? Didn't they, they say that earlier? That they, they had, like, a, a up and they were still dealing
1: with it? If I broke up with Anna Kendrick, I wouldn't. Let's just put it that way.
3: <laughs> but Yeah, like, he's comparing, like, what if Bella went out with Mike? Like, it would be a more normal, healthier relationship because she's not going to have to deal with, di- like,
0: you know, her life being in danger. Dying. Yeah, He's like, if you got a paper cut at your human friend's house what would they do get a band-aid give you a band-aid
1: <laughs> maybe mike has a thing for blood you never know
0: who knows yeah maybe maybe he's also a vampire <laughs> no he's not a vampire he's very average plot Just twist too average. everybody
1: in the universe is a vampire
0: so they get to bella's house and bella's like well are you gonna come in you know well, i see you later because i guess his whole thing is he like you know transforms and like goes into a room she's like it's my birthday like please come and edward has a good quote that really kind of puts that into her place he says you can't have it both ways either you want people to ignore your birthday or you don't one or the other thank
1: you yeah that's exactly it
0: and i know people like this who they don't like their birthday really acknowledged and they're kind of brats about doing things on their birthday, but they still want the gifts.
1: You want this dick.
2: I think, yeah, some of those people, they actually do want people to make a big deal out of it, but they don't want other people to think that they think that way. That's so they cool for that. So they'll tell people not to make a big deal out of it as long as people are making a big deal out of it. And then as mm-hmm. soon as people stop making a big deal out of it, they're like, wait, no, wait. Actually, I do want you to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, wait, pay attention. Yeah. Like, come on.
3: She a Leo were a Virgo. Ooh, Bella? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, when's her birthday?
0: It must be the fall.
3: So it might be a Virgo season. She's a Virgo. Does that behavior, like, follow Virgos? I don't know. If you know horoscopes, just let us know.
0: I don't know. (laughs) When is Bella's birthday? Because it's,
3: like, September, because then we have, like, the months go by. September
0: 13th.
1: I was going to say the 21st. I was close.
3: September 13th. She's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. It's coming up.
1: That's soon. That's soon. Ten we should days celebrate. From now.
3: Happy birthday, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> it's the day before actually this episode airs, by the way, because this airs on the phone. Oh, you get
1: perfect timing.
3: Happy birthday, Bella.
1: Happy birthday, Bella. <laughs> How fitting. We hope you're having.
0: Hopefully you won't be a bitch tomorrow.
1: <laughs> a lot of fun.
0: Hopefully.
3: Or yesterday. You mean yesterday? <laughs> Hopefully you were a bitch yesterday
0: yeah yesterday
3: <laughs> i know we're like in inception right now twilight zone
0: so they get home edward goes to her room and she goes inside and charlie is just not phased by her bandages at all because he's such a good father <laughs> they she goes up to her room she opens the presents but edward carefully unwraps them and then hands them to her which i feel like would take all the fun out <laughs> <at> of opening presents <laughs> Here you go. I mean, she got a paper cut and all of that happened, so I don't blame <laughs> Last
1: him. time you tried <laughs> to open a present, some shit went down, so let me do this for you.
0: Yeah. She got tickets to go to Jacksonville, Florida, I guess. Two tickets to paradise. There Jacksonville, Florida. I was like, what's in Jacksonville? <laughs> she also got a CD of Edward's piano music. The lullaby.
1: Let me, let me just roll my eyes at that real quick. Here, sweetie, I made you a mixtape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it has goddamn goddamn Moonlight Sonata on there.
0: <laughs> they kiss, and Edward is just, like, the best kisser. It's unreal. Well, so before that happened, they're, like,
3: kind of, like... I guess, like, they're cuddling. I have no clue. I don't remember. But I remember, and I wrote this down. After, like, the CD and stuff, they're, like, listening to it. And she's like, well, what are you thinking? And he says... I'm thinking about right and wrong, actually. Something like that. Which, I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm like, that's so... A- I-, I was trying to, like, figure out that response. Like, what does he mean by that? I mean, I know what happens, but I was just like, right. what does he mean by that? And then, yeah, they do the whole kiss, which is, like, super...
0: <gasps> it's like Fifty Shades of Grey levels of, like, unrealistic kissing.
3: Fifty Shades gray 50 shades light there you go 50
0: shades of twilight
3: yeah 50 shades of twilight (laughs) and he's also Um, like oh i'm sorry i'm out of line there like you think
0: yeah they go to sleep and right before they go to sleep bella realizes that his kiss was similar to the last kiss that he gave her before he went off to go hunt james before she almost died. Something's gonna happen. A
2: little bit of foreshadowing
0: again. Something happened. Then we get into chapter three. which Chapter three was comparatively
1: short.
3: It was short. And it's even called The End. Because this is almost the end of this
0: episode. Because it's the end of the book.
1: (laughs) She said, (laughs) Stephanie said, all right, that's the end. Wait for book three. The
0: end. (laughs) Edward is still acting weird at school. And none of the other vampires are at school for some reason. Like, she's asking about Alice
3: and Jasper if, like, everything's mm-hmm. okay and how things went. And he said that they went up to Denali. And she feels like she basically ran them out because of that, because of the whole incident, that they went up to Denali because of her. And she's, like, she even felt the same way with Emmett and Rosalie because they were gone. But they were on their honeymoon, I guess. Who knows? I mean, they 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 don't need to be in high school, okay? Like, they don't need to be in high school. <laughs> that's why they're gone right like she just feels like she's running like she's driving them away and
0: bella's like some weird shit's happening so she's like obviously it happened when my blood spilled at the cullens and everyone was acting all whack about that so she's like you know we can all just run away together instead of his whole family being all scattered around we can we can just do that and it'll be fine everything will be fine everything will be great She comes home with Charlie and Edward just staring at the TV, like
3: watching TV. Awkwardly. Which feels weird, Kind of
0: growing out, but not.
3: (laughs) I feel like it's just very quiet. Very awkward and quiet.
0: She starts getting nervous, so she takes her camera that uh, Charlie or Renee gave her, and she starts taking pictures of everyone to put in her scrapbook later, because she's thinking that she's going to leave. And Edward doesn't stay late again, which is he just
3: leaves she's like are you gonna stay and he's just like no not tonight and he just leaves like
0: which is kind of like no cutesy anything
3: yeah and she's just standing there like is he gonna come back (laughs) no
0: she goes to school the next day and takes pictures of her friends or more like she gives the friend group her camera and they all take pictures of each other she gets the photos developed on her way home, and she's super surprised that Edward is actually in the pictures. She's
3: like, "Oh my God, he's even more gorgeous in the picture than he is in person. He looks even more like
0: Adonis." I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, it's "Like, true. come on, let's like."
2: What kind of camera is this that she's?
0: It's well, it says she got them developed, so is it like a disposable? Disposable, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. But like they bought her a disposable camera. But I think it's really funny because in the movies, I feel like it's a digital camera, and I'm like, time has changed.
1: I thought it was one of those like, that. What what, what are those called? Polaroids.
3: A, oh, is it a Polaroid? What, maybe. Oh,
1: wow. That's what I. Polarified. That's what I feel like I was picturing in the movie, but it's been a minute since I've seen it.
2: That makes sense. That would make sense. That makes sense. I,
3: that would make sense.
2: No, that wouldn't make sense at all because you don't have to go get those developed. They like they just pop, pop out, out. Right. You have a picture.
3: You just yeah. have to shake it.
2: Anyway, I don't think mind. this is a this is a, a mystery that we need to solve tonight. I'll uh, I'll
1: think. No, I must. I'll think about it. The world needs to know. I'll
2: think about it for the next week and let you guys know.
0: Yeah, she puts the photos in her scrapbook and she also sends a set to Renee because I guess Renee is the one who got her. I think the f- her, camera. Yeah,
3: her mom's like, you should take some photos of your memories and all that stuff of your senior and, year." Yeah, and Bella's is just like, "Lol, this nah. is stupid." Because I totally get it. <laughs> like. Should we ever want to do things like that when we were kids, like when our parents told us to do it? I mean, in her in this case, Bella <laughs> doesn't seem like that kind of person. So mm-hmm. she's probably like,
1: Well, yeah. I was gonna until you told me to, so now I don't want to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the next day at school, and Edward is still acting weird. So Bella's just like, you know what? This shit has gone on long enough. We are going to talk about this after school, whether he wants to or not. But then it turns out that Edward wants to talk to her, and she's like, Okay, that's what I wanted anyway. <laughs> that's, what I <laughs> that's what I was talking I about. But now she's nervous because he's starting it. At- oh, sorry. I-, I can't see Matt's hand. Yes, Matt? Oh, no, I was going to let
1: you finish your thought. but
0: that- That's fine.
1: Oh, okay. No, I was just going to say it's like, I seem to be picking up on a pattern of every time Bella wants to make a decision for herself, Edward has to take that power away from her. Because as soon as she was like, hey, I- I'm going to sit him down and we're going to talk. As soon as she said that, Edward was like, no, it's me who wants to talk.
0: Is this another Fifty Shades? It seems like it, yeah.
1: It feels like, but it's it's a common thing when people gaslight people. It's like, Mm -hmm. they have Mm -hmm. to take the, like, this is all because I decided to do it. We're talking because I decided.
3: There there was a lot of that
0: Fifty Shades. Yeah. From Mm. what we talked about. Too much of it. (laughs) He invites himself over to her house and they go for a walk. Like immediately weird. they just like park in her,
3: like her driveway and they're
0: like we're going <laughs> like not even not
3: even throw your bag inside don't leave a note or anything or a light on just let's just go to the woods
0: yeah they go to the woods behind her house which is weird they don't even go into the woods they're just like standing outside the woods and he basically breaks up with her and says that they're all moving or have already moved they're leaving
3: yeah he says that carlisle looks suspicious for his age um that he claims that he is and that it's just time for them to move and uh she's just like oh like let me come with you or something like that and he says i don't want you to come with me which Mm -hmm. when i read that sentence i don't i mean i don't remember i mean remember a breakup but that sentence just kind of like if you're on that side where you're hearing that and you're like, you don't want me to come with you, that's heartbreaking. I can see that. Yeah. He says that he's not good for her.
0: Which he's been saying that for, like, the whole first book, at least.
3: Basically. And he said that he was tired of pretending to be a human. Because yeah. he's not.
0: And he also said it will just be like he never existed.
3: Yeah. He says, like, we won't bother you anymore. And then she says, like, what about Alice? Is Alice gone? Because Alice is the best. Yeah, yeah. the whole family yes. is basically gone. I feel like inside she's internally panicking, like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And he uh, just quietly leaves and says, goodbye, Bella. And that's it. That's the end.
1: This will be the last time you ever see.
0: And Bella is so shook. I mean, she's basically in shock. I feel like this is a little bit of an overreaction. She just wanders into the forest. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit.
1: (laughs) Let me just go into the forest
0: and follow him. The super human vampire.
1: like... (laughs) Like,
3: let me follow the vampire that has, like, super speed. Yeah, she
0: just wanders in the forest until she trips, and then she just lays there. And then it's just this weird period of she... I think it happens twice. She hears people calling for her, but she's like, I should answer. So
3: I nah. I did mark this. I don't... I, and maybe I'm just thinking, overthinking this a little bit. Um, I mean, I think we've all realized we are all overthinking this. Yeah, we are.
2: It's hard not to. I mean, the bar is so low.
1: It's like, we got to find something.
3: <laughs> I was trying to, like... I mean, I know that she was probably going with a the theme, but I was, like, wondering, like, why is this called New Moon? Why is this called Twilight? Why is, why is this called this? But I feel like maybe no maybe that's not
2: there is a line there is a line somewhere there where she mentioned something mm-hmm. about a new moon and i forget what it so was So she's
3: laying down from what i remember she's laying down on the ground she wakes up and it's like darker and she's like wow it's really dark and she can't she doesn't see any stars she doesn't see the moon or anything and she's like could it be a new moon like that's what she says and then mm-hmm. i was trying to like think about it for a second i was like is there like a reason why these are called new moon twilight is there like does she put a significance
0: in there i don't know but twilight was because that was the time of the day that the vampires like the best new moon is this is a new phase of yeah that's life. that's what i
3: was thinking and i was like am i thinking too into this because then we just ended the phase of edward and vampires mm-hmm. and then Right after, like, she wakes up again, but we meet Sam, who is later on. We find out he's part of you know the werewolves and everything that, or the wolves. I'm gonna call them the wolves, I'm not gonna call them werewolves. He's part of the Quill tribe. Um, and he's like, I mean, we end up becoming more acquainted with him later in the book, but that's like the first person you see after Mm -hmm. that instance, and it's like that's the new phase. That's that's what I was thinking, and I didn't know if I was like overthinking this. So I'm glad someone else was like- I don't think you are. Thinking about it. Good.
0: Okay. I'm not crazy. Also, it could be like moon because werewolf as well.
1: Yeah, but the moon doesn't affect them in this universe.
0: That's like full moon though. Isn't it the full moon no, that affects them? Not the new moon.
1: <laughs> no, normally, yes. But in this universe, it doesn't. But
0: the moon cycle would be important to them. So you, I think yeah. it, like it could have a dual meaning in a way because yeah. later in the book is Jacob heavy, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, mean, again, it's like the moon doesn't affect the wolves in this universe. I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm reading into it too
2: much.
3: (laughs) I just thought of a new phase.
1: I think the first book was
2: called Twilight, and the marketing team was like, what kind of (laughs) wordplay? Right. (laughs) the title of the rest of the book. So you got to find an overarching (laughs) We're trying
3: to give some beef to this, like, story, at least in some way.
2: (laughs) No, I feel you. I, I, I do the same thing. I will say this. This book has... Two of my absolute least favorite tropes of all time in literature, and that is A, the love triangle, which we haven't gotten into yet, but we'll get into later. And B, and my number one least favorite trope of all time, and it's not even close, is this thing that Edward has done where the entire rest of the plot sort of hinges on the fact that he like if he had just had like a five minute conversation with her explaining what he felt and what he thought and why he was doing what he was doing, like the rest of this book probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But instead he lied to her. He, there's this miscommunication, you know, intentional obfuscation of the truth going on Yeah. in order for the, the rest of the book to happen where she goes off and befriends Jacob and then falls in love. Well, not mm-hmm. he falls in love, but you know, does the whole thing where it's like, you know, five, we have 500 pages or whatever of, book that didn't need to happen if he had just sat sat her down and had a five-minute conversation and that is just very frustrating and yeah that's
1: that's edwards that's edwards whole character is if he just would have a conversation with these people instead of just
0: jumping to conclusions being
1: like oh yeah jumping to conclusions and holding up everything close to the chest like just you'd think after a hundred years he would have learned that communication would probably save a lot a lot of trouble
2: well it's funny because he's 100 years old but there's so many times when he actually acts like a 17 year old like teenage kid it's like what are you doing man right he's been
1: around them so long and he just he gets those 17 year old habits and he just keeps them I guess. i, I feel like
2: know. he did
3: not socialize with many people yeah like i think yeah. that's what I'm yeah reading. that's
1: that's really yeah they probably own the the whole family is probably because just like sheltered
3: emotionally stunted in twilight they said that they kind of like keep to themselves and that's basically yeah. how you get introduced to the whole entire family or like at least the first like group of kids that you see it just seems like he doesn't know how to socialize and like right. be straightforward with somebody that's not that's not exactly like a vampire you know he's probably protecting her from like certain things that she doesn't mm-hmm.
2: know yeah the whole yeah the whole reason he's doing this is to protect her he's afraid oh crap what happened yeah. at the birthday party could happen again. She's so fragile; she could die. So I need to separate myself from her and
1: not be a, yeah. a danger to her. He could
3: have explained that a little bit better.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's exactly. In, it's actually an interesting parallel, and I'm not trying to talk about Mormon people here, but <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon, and from the Mormon people that I've interacted, a lot of that I've interacted with, a lot of them do have a kind of Since they they, they mostly associate with members of their church or whatever. And some of them don't necessarily they're not necessarily comfortable interacting with the rest of the world and
2: I think you find that with not just Mormons. Anybody who's Well yeah, anybody anybody who's
1: yeah, in a group like that.
2: I personally know people like that and I to a degree used to be like that as as a young, like elementary, middle school age kid. You know super religious family going to church all the time and that just sort of becomes your group everyone you associate with is in that group exactly and yeah it does become weird and not weird but you just don't ever interact with other people who don't think exactly like you do in those specific realms
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and then you develop those habits and then that's kind of what we're seeing with these vampires is that Mm -hmm. since they're in self-imposed isolation for so long they Keep those habits, I guess, and it's just mm-hmm. it becomes unhealthy because they don't want to address it, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Charlie sent out uh, Sam and a bunch of other people
3: to find her because she didn't leave a note, she didn't leave a light on, she left her backpack on the ground.
0: She's been gone for what, like twelve hours at this point.
3: I didn't think it was twelve. I thought it was like six or eight, but I don't know. <laughs>
1: It was at least overnight, wasn't it? It
0: was like the something. middle of the night. That's what I thought. Like It was the middle of the night. Well, if it was after school, it would have been around probably four. Yeah, I was going to say it was probably uh,
1: evening and... into the night.
0: Okay. It's still a long period of time to not know where your high school kid is. Yeah.
2: When they get her back to the house and the doctor's treating her, he says something about, I'll come check on her tomorrow. Well, actually later today. So it is like after midnight. Yeah, yeah
3: it's late. And speaking of the doctor... <laughs> he it's like a different doctor and then he mentions to um i guess like she overhears like so sam i guess like brings her to the house because he finds her I should say that and then like mm-hmm. the search party is there and like everyone's going home the doctor's at the house checking on her and make sure she's okay and she overhears charlie and the doctor like Dr. Gerardi, I guess, is the name. Talking to each other about the Collins, how Carlisle apparently got like an offer to go to LA, which I find ironic that that's like the lie that they come up with. Like, oh yeah, he went to LA um, and got a really good job. Uh, sure, they come to find out that like the entire family's gone. I think also Charlie mentions that he c- tried calling the Collins and they didn't answer, and so it seems like he's pretty pissed because he thinks that Edward just left her in the woods. Right.
0: I mean. Well, there was a note that was left at the house. Oh, there was a
3: note. Oh, yeah, because he wrote it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Edward wrote a note that looked like that. Bella's handwriting. That was like going to the woods with Edward, brb, and Charlie. I don't know. That's not a good look for Edward no, to be it's like, not. yeah, I just left your daughter in the woods. So then Bella gets, you know, I guess, uh, super suspicious because she's like, wait, Edward was here. So she's like, wait, what about the stuff? So she goes upstairs to her room and realizes that the photos of him are gone and his mixtape is gone.
3: Like he was never there.
2: Oh, no, not the mixtape. Oh, no. She's so
3: like,
0: damn it. Yeah. And then months go by. What, what what month? And then that's it. Yeah. I like the effect of Stephanie Meyer doing, like, blank pages for October through January I thought that was a really good indication of, like, the passage of time. I thought that was cool.
3: Yeah, because it it's better than, like, going straight from, like, words to more words. And it's like, okay, now it's, like, January of next yeah. year. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: I remember, like, ten years ago, there was a YouTube video doing a rant review on this book. And she was like, I was pissed off at this book. And I was pissed off that she wasted trees to print blank sheets in her book. <laughs> Uh, that always tickled me
3: well also <laughs> like you can always like reuse a book from a library if you want to save trees very true yeah
1: i think she was just pissed off that she had to read that book
0: well that brings us to the end of this episode thank you for hopping on and joining thank you guys with us it was a lot for these sections it's not like 50 Twilight's always um, <laughs> fun. is there anything that y'all want to plug
1: uh, I guess you, you, you said it at the beginning of the uh, recording, but uh, mm, conversation. <laughs> uh, and uh, 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 follow the mm, underscore conversation the Instagram page and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, that's basically
2: it. Yeah, you can check out my band on pretty much any social media platform just search for concrete supergun. Uh we're also on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can stream music, just search Concrete Supergun. We'll pull up. Rainer
1: has the voice of Adonis, so
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just need to hear that like fifty more times before I believe.
0: Oh and if you want to find us on social media, you can find Catherine. On Instagram at for Lunch Flute. you can find myself on Instagram at BM Ross Music. You can follow the podcast at Fiddle and Pipe, and you can find us on Facebook at Fiddle and Pipe Forum.
3: We mentioned Patreon a million times here, and that's because we're going to talk probably talk a lot about Fifty Shades of Grey because that's what we read for our Patreon. Which, uh, if you want to check out our Patreon, go visit Patreon.com/slash Fiddle and Pipe, where you can get outtakes from this episode. Um, you can also get extra bonus podcast episodes from our Fiddle and Pipe Happy Hour and soon-to-be Fiddle and Pipe After Dark, or maybe it's posted. Ooh. Ooh after Dark. S-
1: 69 <laughs> yeah. Shades of Grey. Yeah. hey If you guys
3: don't know, that's our podcast where we were reading another book that we're not sharing on our public podcast. So what we decided to do was read something a little bit spicy slash really disappointing, so...
0: so disappointing and I think
1: we thought it was spicy but it turned out it was just extra salty
0: yeah it was very salty not spicy Uh,
1: bad aftertaste but we had
0: a lot of fun reading it with friends so if that suits your fancy if you like some of the references that we dropped in this episode check all all summer long Checking it out
3: (laughs) read that damn book
0: it's a long book
3: I shouldn't have taken it all summer it's
1: not even that long it just feels long
3: yeah like next year we just gotta like Go through that book and get rid of it.
0: (laughs) And be done with it. Yeah. If you don't want to spend your hard-earned dunnies, huh? If you don't want to spend your hard-earned monies on our podcast, which, I mean, I guess I can't blame you for. Inflation sucks. (laughs) uh, You can always support us for free by rating and reviewing us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can share our podcast to... Literally anyone. Yeah. Every listen counts. Yeah. And I think that's that's is it. That it.
3: That's it, y'all. Rad. So go share Rad. your podcast to your dog walker and
0: um like and subscribe. Your favorite cat. <laughs> yeah. And your dog. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Like, oh, since like, we're back in like, like, like and subscribe. I don't know. 2011. <laughs> since that's Smash we're that in like right
1: button. Now, Hit it with the with a thumbs up.
3: <laughs> we're in the mid 2000s right now with Twilight, so yeah, we're back into the subscribe and liking.
0: Oh my gosh. All right, well we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Adieu. Bye. That was